Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Foray and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Listen, if you need to declutter your classroom like I do, but you don't have hours upon hours to devote to it, we've got you covered. In today's episode, we are going to teach you how to declutter your classroom in only minutes a day. But first, let's hear from Vanessa. And she tells us that her TSH is Korean dramas. That's right, guys. You heard me right. I said Korean dramas. She says, I love them so much. And before I know it, I'm binge watching them for hours. And guys, we have to tell you, Michelle and I actually looked up Korean dramas. I can totally understand you, Vanessa. I can totally see where you get sucked in and you just end up binge watching them. Yes, absolutely. Now, today's episode is focused on helping you declutter your classroom in only minutes a day, which should still leave you with plenty of time to watch those Korean dramas or better yet, you can actually watch them while you declutter your classroom. Now, Vanessa, I totally understand the whole binge watching. However, I haven't been binge watching Korean dramas, but I have been binge watching some hack videos. My husband and I, we think that they're so much fun. In fact, there is like this running joke in my family where we come up with all of these different life hacks um, as we're just kind of randomly going throughout the day. It's an inside joke you guys wouldn't understand, but it's super funny and interesting to me. I personally get sucked into them through Facebook. I'll just be minding my own business, scrolling through my newsfeed, and before you know it, BuzzFeed or one of those other like I don't know what to call them, but those companies that put out these videos, I will run into one of them and I fall down this rabbit hole. I'm watching life hacks and organization hacks and cleaning hacks. And they're just so fun and just kind of interesting. They're fascinating, They really are. A couple of ones that I've seen. Now, the first one I'm going to share, I've never actually tried. So y'all will have to let me know if it actually works. I don't know if it does. But I've seen where you can actually use a dustpan to help you fill up a bucket. So if you have a smaller sink and you can't can't get the bucket under the faucet to be able to fill it up. You can use a dustpan and it will help run the water like it helps guide the water into the bucket, which you can have on the floor. And it just creates like a little path that it follows. That is genius. Yes. Although I'm thinking my dustpans usually have a hole at the end so I can like hang it. And I don't think that would work as well because could it you would just put your thumb over the hole as you're like holding it. I there? mean, you could, but then I don't it's know. I'd rather really just use pack. <laughs> it's not. I'd rather just use a hose to like fill up the bucket at that point. But this other one I have personally tried and it works really well. You can actually put all of the hangers in your closet backwards. So instead of hanging it from the front, you kind of reverse it and you're hooking it from the back. And you do this to help you realize which clothes you're actually wearing and which ones you aren't. If you start with them all backwards and then as you wear things and wash it and put it back in your closet, you hang it the correct way. So at the end of the year, whichever hangers are still backwards, that means that you never wore that article of clothing and you can probably get rid of it. Michelle, I know exactly what we're going to do after this episode. Go clean out your closet and put them all backwards? Okay, I got you. Now, I know we're talking about hacks, and the title of this episode is Simple Decluttering Hacks for Your Classroom. So what we're going to give you may not be in any particular order. We're just going to share with you some really simple hacks that we are using personally to help us declutter our own classroom. All right. I am so ready for this. Our first hack is to set a timer for five to 10 minutes and work through decluttering one area. 
literally set a timer and then work through decluttering just one small area in that time frame. You are going to need to do this for several days within a week in order to actually fully clean and declutter that area. But this way, you're only spending a few minutes each day and it's not as daunting. So that's really interesting that you talk about the timer because I know like for my family, Michelle, like we like to put on songs and so we'll play like one or two songs and we will try to like clean and declutter different little areas in the house. It makes it really fun. We're probably not the most productive because we start singing and dancing and acting silly, but I like to think that it's just a bonding time between me and my family. Um, So while this may not be a lot of time that you're spending to be able to declutter a particular area, it does allow you to be very focused and it gives that one task all of your attention so that you're more likely to go through it quicker than really feeling that you're being pulled in several different directions. And for me, I've talked about how competitive I am. It literally becomes like a game. I become super motivated to try to get it done in that time period. And when I was young, I would do this thing. I called it speed cleaning where my parents would go, all right, Michelle, we're going to go run to the grocery store real quick. And I don't know, I was probably 10 or 11 at the time. And I'm like, all right, see ya. And in the back of my head, as soon as that door closed, I would start speed cleaning my downstairs. I would try to clean the kitchen and the living room, just putting things away, putting dishes away, like little tasks. And my goal was always to make it appear a lot cleaner by the time my parents got home. I even used this as another little life hack to be able to get out of like groundings. So I didn't get in trouble a lot as a kid. I was a pretty good kid. But let's say I got in trouble for something and my parents grounded me from the phone. When they would go to the grocery store, I would quickly clean the downstairs and they'd come back and it would be clean. And they're like, all right, your grounding's up. You don't need to be grounded because you cleaned. <laughs> you know, we did this before you showed up this morning. Oh, we did I a didn't little, know that. We did a little speed clean just for you. Well, it looks marvelous. I never would have known. Thank you. I try. Our next hack is going to come to no surprise to any of you, and that's to create a list of things that you want to declutter. But here is the hack part of it, is that you want to create a list that you want to declutter during maybe, let's say, the month, all right? And Michelle, are you ready for it? I'm so ready. You're going to make it a challenge. Oh, I know. Music to my ears. I knew you were going to love that one. So what you can do is you can divide the items that you want to declutter among the days of the month. Track your progress using some sort of just a tracker. And then you can plan a reward for yourself at the very end. This is perfect if you're not feeling motivated to get that decluttering done, especially around the holidays or a time when you're just really really stressed out. So off the top of my head, okay, y'all cannot make fun of me for these, but you could do like declutter December or organizational October. If you can't tell, I love myself a good alliteration, but it may not work that way for every month. But just by creating that challenge and coming up with those areas that you want to declutter and then planning a reward for yourself, it's going to help add fuel to your motivation. Hack number three is going to be to focus on one area at a time. And I tend to find that when I focus on areas, I like to start with those smaller areas because then it just kind of adds fuel to my fire. And then I'm starting to think, oh man, this is great. I'm going to now organize another spot and another spot. And so if you start with something smaller, you're going to feel a little bit more accomplished and it's going to lead you to want to be more productive and to clean out some of those larger areas. So you could start with a 
drawer in your desk. Then you can move on to a cabinet and then you can move on to a closet. So the whole thing is, is focus on one area, stick to that area, finish it off, and then from there, you can move on to some of the bigger items. So hack number four is to use a bucket to gather things that need to be decluttered. This makes me think about a childhood friend I had growing up who actually had a basket on her stairs and the basket like was made to fit on stairs. So it kind of spanned like the height of two stairs and they would just fill that basket with things that needed to be taken upstairs. Instead of taking the things every time they went upstairs, they would just fill up the basket take the whole basket upstairs, and then they were good to go. I do something very similar inside of my own classroom. I have like an organize it bucket. And so what I find is that things that are kind of just laying around inside of my classroom, I'll end up putting them inside of this organize it bucket. And I have one that's separate for my students, and then I have one for myself. And so as the day goes, just so that the classroom doesn't get messy, because I don't know about you, Michelle, but I really, really hate when my classroom feels messy throughout the day. Like it just starts to put me into like a, I just need to clean type frenzy. It's just not good. And then I can't focus on teaching. So we put it in these buckets. And then as we have spare time, what we'll do is we will take little pieces out here and there and we will put them away. Um, The only thing is, is that you do not want this to become a catch-all. And that can very easily happen with these organized buckets because if you don't get to it very often, then it's just going to be a huge cluttered mess. You almost have to tell yourself, every single day, I need to make sure that I clean that bucket out before I leave. Yeah, that's kind of your tough love for this episode is do not use that bucket as a catch-all for all of those different things because then that's not helping you. It's actually hurting you. Hack number five is to use your students to help. Now, the only time it takes is you giving directions of what you want your students to do, which is why this hack only takes a couple minutes a day. You just have to give your students directions and then they're going to take care of the rest. So Bridget, can we give them some ideas of tasks that your students could actually help you with to declutter your classroom? Yeah. So I actually have them test some of my old markers or I even have them play games. So we have game day Friday, which my kids absolutely love. But as we're playing games, we want to see what pieces are missing. So that allows them to be able to say, oh, these are the things that I need to kind of clean out. Instead of me having to sit there and do it, they're the ones that are doing it. So it it makes it totally easier. I love that. Another thing I have done is actually pawning my things off on my students. Meaning if I find something in my room that I don't need anymore and I need to get rid of, Students love to take random stuff off your hands, even things that you would throw away because you're like, this has no purpose. They will take it from you and they will be so happy about it. And it helps you realize that, look, you're not using it, but you could make them super happy by just giving it to them. You can also have classroom jobs that help with putting things away and making sure that things are organized. So recently, guys, I have to tell you that we in my classroom have classroom jobs. And I found that towards the middle of the year, I had a lot of kids that were not doing their jobs. They weren't doing them correctly. So we sat down, we had a little meeting and we were like, all right, how are we going to fix this? And so we decided to have a new job put in place, which is called the classroom foreman job. And so what they do is a foreman, for those of you that don't know, it's like a particular 
particular type of manager. So usually in either like construction or manufacturing fields, but they kind of manage everybody else who are doing jobs. So they walk around with a little checklist for each of the jobs and it has like the days a week, Monday through Friday. And they just go through and they make sure that all of the other kids are doing their jobs and putting things away correctly. And it's a ton of help. And I really wish that I could find like a hard hat so that my kids could wear that with as they're using their little checklist. It would be adorable. That would be adorable. And I might steal that idea from you. But currently, I do have a classroom librarian and their job is to go through all of my bins of books. They make sure that the books are in the correct spots. And if they're not, they're going to take them out. They're going to put them in the correct spot. And they also find books that need to be repaired. And they will actually take them and put them in a separate container that I call hospital books because like the books need to go to the hospital. But the funny thing is one of my kids thought that that was just books about the hospital. And I I just recently had to inform them like, no, those are the books that Miss Frey needs to repair. Oh my gosh, that is the sweetest thing. All right, now I'm going to steal that idea because I do really like the hospital book bin. That's adorable. Um, Okay, so for those of you that are out there and you're probably listening, you're like, listen, that's great, but I do not have a classroom that functions well with classroom jobs. I totally get you. I've definitely have those years. However, I'm going to challenge you to really look for one student because I guarantee you out of all of your kids in that classroom, you do have one or two kids that love to clean and love to organize or love to be helpers. Find them, recruit them, train them, and get them helping you in your class. Our next hack is to create a space for everything. Now, guys, if you don't have a space, let's just be real. You're going to leave it somewhere where it doesn't belong. And even if you have a space and that space is filled, you're going to leave that item somewhere else because you're going to think, oh, I'll get to it at some other point. Stop doing that. All right. You need to make sure that you have somewhere for everything to go. And if you get something new, you also want to make sure and decide on where you're going to end up keeping those items. Yeah, you almost create this home base for the items. And I think about personally, I use this, it's called a wireless presenter. It's basically like a little remote that I use to help me click through my slideshows throughout the day. And when I first got one, I was leaving it everywhere in my room. It literally became a game like, all right, let's find Miss Frey's clicker because I don't know where it is. So I realized I needed to create a home base for that wireless presenter. And I actually ended up sticking some Velcro on the back and I attached it to the side of my document camera so I could easily remove it, use it. And as soon as I was done using it, I would just hook it right back onto my document camera. Now, we're going to give you a little tough love. It's one of our favorite things to do. If you have organizational systems in place, it's going to help you avoid needing to declutter as frequently. If you don't have an organizational system in place, then things are going to get messy way easier. Oh, absolutely. And if you don't have a spot to put things, you're going to end up putting them wherever you want. And it becomes a game with your students. And this is why we create systems in the first place in order to help prevent this. We want to prevent us taking time from our instruction. We want to prevent the feeling of ang- like anxiousness that we get when we start to see the piles you know, getting higher and higher. This is why systems really help us. But you also have to remember that even though you have a system in place, 
you still need to go through these things every now and then in order to make sure that you're getting rid of things that you're not using. Because if you don't take that time to do this, you're really not going to solve anything and it's only going to get worse over the years. So even if you have a system, make sure that you're spending time going through these items. And guys, remember decluttering is a process, right? It's a way for making organization easier for us. And so I want to kind of take us back to one of our older episodes, which is 015. If you go back and listen to that one, it's five easy steps to clean and organize your classroom. And what we give you are five actionable steps in order to declutter and clean and organize any specific category or area inside of your classroom. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go and listen to it because it's really going to help get the ball rolling and getting you more excited and more focused when you go into organize those areas. And speaking of getting the ball rolling, if you haven't, you also need to go download our free PDF, Seven Ways to Jumpstart Your Teacher Productivity. Y'all, you've heard us talk about it before. Okay, if you have not downloaded it, go do it. Okay, it's free. And I swear Bridget and I jam-packed this with so many valuable tips. So head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com. You can sign up to get it for free right on our homepage. And until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.